Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Hello, welcome to the Writer's Block Party podcast. I am Prue Warren, representing authors of less experience, and I am in the United States, which I know because of my co-host location. Please introduce yourself, co-host. Hi, all. I'm Meredith Bond, and I represent authors with a little bit more experience, and I am in Austria this week. <laughs> <laughs> you are the peripatetic author. You are just a, a traveling fool. Uh, you and I have been talking about why you had to leave Ukraine, and it's sort of put a damper on my joy, the thought of what's going on in Ukraine right now. So let's just turn a blind eye to that reality and pretend that the life is all happily ever afters. Just everywhere you look, it's nothing but happily ever afters. Gosh, I hope that there's a happily ever after for Ukraine because they're going through a really tough time. And I am one of a very few extremely lucky people to have been able to get out of the country. By the time this airs, probably something will have happened. So, yes. Okay. All right. Ignore it. Ignore it. Look away. Look away. Don't look this week here in happily ever after land. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about a topic that has bugged me since I was in eighth grade English class. So I hope you will not find me stubborn. We're talking about theme, a book's theme. Am I, am, I, am I right in assuming that it's one theme for the book or are there multiple themes? Tell me about, tell me about themes, Meredith. Themes are really big concepts. Yep, they are very big. They're very big concepts. They are the underlying concept of your book. And as romance writers, we like to frequently think that the theme is love conquers all. And indeed, that could be your theme. But your theme could also be something like coming home. Or it could be a fish out of water. That was always my theme when I first started I, I do love I love a fish out of water. That's very fun. I love a fish out of water story. <laughs> and so some other common themes are redemption or courage and perseverance or coming of age. Revenge is also a fantastic theme. That's so much fun. Revenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Childhood, climate change could be your theme, personal identity power, family. It's these huge universal concepts. And it doesn't matter what your book is about, because you can still have this underlying theme. And you know what? I said that you have just one theme, but you can actually have more than one theme. I'm just thinking about one of my books, one of my very first books, in fact, you could say that it even has kind of three themes. Because I can't do anything easy. Nervous. Yeah, go uh, ahead. 
So the the theme, uh, the overall theme of the book and of every book in that series is a fish out of water. So in all four books of the Merry Men Quartet, one of the either the hero or the heroine is not British or they have not grown up in Britain. So when they are in society, they don't fit in. Okay. Okay. So that's one thing. Um, in An Exotic Air, I also talk a lot about racism. So that is another thing because the hero is an Anglo-Indian and he is discriminated against because of the color of his skin. And also in the book, the whole story, the whole plot of the book is revenge. It's a revenge story. <laughs> the best revenge story on the planet is The Count of Monte Cristo, just in case <gasps> you know. I, I just like the Count of Mr. Monte uh, Cristo. That is like one of my favorite books. Oh God, now I'm going to have to reread it. How could you? <laughs> Keep you busy for a few minutes. That's a fairly big book. Yeah. Okay, this concept of these huge, okay, a huge universal concepts creates the theme in your book. I, 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 I am stumbling because each time I write a book, I'm trying to figure out what it is the hero or heroine needs to learn and how they need to evolve to reach a place where they can have their happily ever after. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So the book I'm writing now, the hero is stubborn. He's just stubborn. He's just stubborn. He will not hear an opinion other than his own. So is the theme, uh, well, I mean, I don't know the word for the opposite of stubborn, receptive to other ideas. Is that or is that just, you know, the challenges he has to overcome? That might just be a challenge that he has to overcome. Mm -hmm. See, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I understand the difference between the two. The, okay. The book I'm working on is the second in my surprise millionaires and the, the overarching concept here. And I think maybe this is the theme <laughs> is that he's a conservative. She's a liberal. So how do the Montagues and the Capulets learn to come together? Mm -hmm. and, and Shakespeare, for example, killed off his Montagues and Capulets. He never found resolution to two warring families in Verona. So I think probably my theme is this concept of uh, opposites, not, oh God, how would you, can you, can opposites you help me? attracting? It's not even attracting. By the end of the book, what they're going to decide is that they both love to argue that you have influenced my opinion. You haven't changed it, but you've influenced it. <clears throat> I'm willing to see things in a different way. I'm willing to hear you. You're not going to change my mind, but I am willing to hear you. And I am willing to say, well, that is a good point. I guess I do need to modify my stance a little bit because of that good point. So is there, can you, the Professor of English, tease out a phrase that means this is the theme of your book. It's not fish out of water. It's not revenge. It's not coming of age. It's the the return of reason to to argument. Could be. Could be open mindedness. It okay. could. Yeah. See, it's it's that's bad because open mindedness is not really a huge universal concept. No. It is Maslow scale. <laughs> I mean, when you when you get into sort of high level stuff. It's not a very good, I don't think it's a very good theme. I think it's going to be a very good plot. I think it's got a lot, I think there's a lot of meat there. Yeah. I don't think it's a good theme. 
I know I'm putting you on the spot. I should have hit yeah, you. With but it. it's really fascinating because it is it a theme? Because ah, uh, I don't know whether it is a theme. See, I'm I'm really enjoying the fact that you're kind of struggling with this because the concept of theme has always given me like a slight hankiness. Mm-hmm. I've never understood, and it this goes back many, 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 many years. <laughs> this is a lot of expensive education on the line here. <laughs> I, I don't know the answer I is, don't the answer is I don't know the answer is I don't think so I think so that I, there's more to the book than simply someone allowing their mind to consider other possibilities okay then let me ask you this question let me back into this does every book have to have a theme yeah ah uh-oh <laughs> I think so. I think every book does have a theme. I think the author may not realize it when they're writing. I think that's, I'm hoping that's my situation. Yes, I'm certain Uh, that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's tricky. Okay. Can you were kind enough to read Sin and the Peanut Butter Cup for me Mm -hmm. and your um, book coaching thoughts on it? It's been a while. You haven't read it recently, but there's a book that I would love to know if you think there is a theme. And just to review, here's a woman who takes a job as the caretaker for a demented old lady who's very happy, very sweet, very happy old lady. The old lady's past come back to haunt her, and she is repeatedly abducted by bad guys who want what she has locked in her demented brain. So mirth and hilarity ensue, plus some pretty open door sex, but not, but not with the old lady. So is there a theme? Yes, there is. Okay, good. Because at the end of the book, there are some very basic, important facts revealed, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to reveal now because I don't want to have some spoilers for people who haven't read it. <laughs> but there are some ba- very basic, important facts. And one of the if I'm remembering correctly. It's okay. You won't, there's no, there's no, it's fine. Keep going. One of the things that she talks about at the end of the book is the importance of good friendships, the importance of trust, the hmm. importance of being happy. Well, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. In that case, then we're sort of, we're sort of getting back to love conquers all then as the theme. It's not just love. Well, is it love? Was it love? It was love. It's- yeah, I think it might be love because um, there's romantic love between the caregiver and the beautiful FBI agent who comes to her rescue. Right. But there's also tremendous love between the crazy old lady and the caretaker and the caregiver and the crazy old lady and the FBI agent and the FBI agent and the caregiver. I mean, everywhere. there's a lot of respect. Yeah, yeah. So I think probably in that case, what I'm looking at is love conquers all. Could be love conquers all, could be respect, no matter what. If you respect somebody, you will trust them and believe them even when the rest of the world does not. Well, okay, then here's what I'm taking away for the current book with the liberal and the conservative is love conquers all. And if you respect them, you don't necessarily have to agree with them to understand that their opinion is valid. Yes. So pretty much love conquers all. (laughs) Living up to the stereotype, 
of every romance book ever, my theme is love conquers all. Mm. Could be. That's not a very impressive theme. On the other hand, I am not attempting to broaden anybody's horizons. I mean, a discussion of liberal versus conservative, many people have rolled their eyes and said, don't touch that. Like, no, 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 I'm going to. I'm going to. So there is. Because you like to touch such uh, difficult topics. I'm touching them. Well, I mean, dementia. Um, mm-hmm. liberals versus conservatives yeah I racism guess, you you dappled in a <laughs> little bit a little bit in racism so yeah i guess i do i guess i do i think my i think my theme if it's not love conquers all i think it must be um love in the age of the 24-hour news cycle love in the era of radicalization where we've all been pushed to our outer limits and find it very difficult to say to someone who disagrees well you've got a good point Right. It's very hard to have open discourse these days. And and I think my my purpose in writing the book is to recognize that doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who you are or what you believe, everybody thinks Dolly Parton's awesome, right? There are <laughs> always things that we can all agree on. There's more that we have in common than we have that separates us, and we are being pushed apart by a 24-hour news cycle that's attempting to gin up our hatred and our fear of each other because they make more money when you watch their commercials. So so there, that's that's a paragraph-long theme. But I hate the 24-hour news cycle by Prudence Warren. <laughs> <laughs> but that is your theme, and that's a good one. And it's a theme that spans most of your books. Oh, I think Love Conquers All spans most of my books. And and clearly your your hatred of the twenty four hour news cycle and and asking people to look beyond the surface. There it is, looking beyond the surface. Yes. Okay. I have a theme, and now that I have a theme, I've decided I love themes. <laughs> oh, I need because to have one. The thing is, is with themes is that they come from our subconscious. Well, that's what makes it so damn tricky. That is what makes it so damn tricky. And it, it, but it's also what makes it, what makes our books ours. So I can take the plot of Sin in the Peanut Butter Cup mm-hmm. and the general characters of it and rewrite that book. And it will look nothing at all like yours. And it'll right. probably end differently. And it'll probably have different things happening in it and different dialogue because I'm a different person and different things are important to me than to you. And so maybe instead of pointing out and having it end with this concept that respect and love are more important than anything and trust is more important than anything, maybe I would have, you know, Maddie be that fish out of water mm-hmm. and be that person who didn't fit in because that's, that's something that's sort of intrinsic to me in the way I think and the way I look at the world. So I would write a very different book, even though it was the same story. Okay. Now I'm going to veer off topic dramatically. Last week, the Washington Romance Writers um, was fortunate to have a mini session by Tanya Botaju, who who said we're going to talk about things to consider in the in the concept of diversity. She said, "I don't have the answers. I don't. 
I don't have no rules to write down, but here are some things to consider when you're thinking about diversity. I did not argue the point with her because it was not my (laughs) opportunity. But what she said was, if you are writing about a topic that you suspect is controversial, ask yourself if if you're the right person to tell that story. Hmm. So as am I, as a white, cis-hetero woman, the right person to tell the story of a transgender, Latino, right? It's mm-hmm. not, that's not my story to tell. But my problem with that, Mary, and I, I don't think you have the answer to this either. My problem with that is that the theme of that book does come from my subconscious. And I could give my idea for a story to a trans Latino and say, here's the story, you write it. And it still wouldn't be, it still wouldn't be the same. So the question is, is it your story to tell? And my answer is, yes, it came from my brain. The fact that I am not a trans Latino does not lessen the fact that I was the one who came up with the story. So I'm having problems with the role of theme and subconscious and personality and diversity. There's a lot going on there. (laughs) And there are no answers. But if you have thoughts, speak up. I definitely have thoughts. When most writers start writing, we are told, write what you know. Absolutely. Well, I would have a serious problem with that because (laughs) I've never been to 19th century Regency England. See, I see. Yeah. And here I am, a writer of 19th century Regency romance. And not only that, but I write them from a male point of view frequently. Yes, I do too. Well, not 19th century, but yeah, I'm with you. Right? Yes, yes. Am I writing something that I know? No, I am not. Except in that I am writing my story because it is my ideas And it is my theme coming from my subconscious. Yes. So in that I have never been to to Regency England, I can still write that story from that male perspective. Because I can displace myself and put myself into somebody else's shoes. It's like being an actor, right? It's method acting, but it's method writing. I can... I can remove my myself from what the way I think and face and think the way my character thinks. I can do that no matter who my character is. I could do that even if my character is a transgendered Latino. If I know how they think. I don't yeah. know how transgender Latinos think, but I could imagine it and with some research and speaking to people and learning more about what life is like for such a person, I could then write it. And I could write it honestly. I think you and I, both of us, white cis hetero women, Mm -hmm. are swimming upstream against the prevailing philosophies these days that say, just have, I just, I just am confused by this. And I know it's not I can understand why people say this, because too frequently the voices of of 
marginal of the yeah. marginalized people, thank you, are not heard. And those voices are coming from people who are not marginalized, like us. Right. And so the people who have been marginalized are saying, hey, can we please tell our own story? Thank you very much. And they're angry about it. And they have every right to be because they have been marginalized. They have been shunted aside by people like us. Like us. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is why they people say, no, you cannot write. You, a white cis woman, cannot write the story of a black transgender person. Right. Because the voice of that black transgender person has been shut down. However. Aha. Here, I know what the answer is. Self-publishing. You're not shut down any longer. You no longer have to fit into the slots, the five slots that the major publishers want filled. There's the whole world is out there. Exactly. And not only that, anybody can write anything they want. They just have to speak up and get gain the confidence to write their story. But that doesn't mean that we cannot also write a story featuring them. As long yeah. as we do so from a, a position of information and knowledge. So we aren't making it up out of whole cloth. We aren't creating some sort of fantasy world where colored cis, uh, transgender people have lived happily ever and will live happily ever after because that doesn't happen. And if you speak to a, a person like that, you will get an earful. So if we write it honestly, if we speak to people and if we research it and if we are completely honest and write that story, then we can do it. But if we sugarcoat it and we whitewash it literally or figuratively, then that's the problem. Yeah, I agree. So really, we have sort of circled back around to the concept of theme because you can approach some very, very challenging themes, including diversity, racism, all the various phobias, mm -hmm. and you can write about it even if you have not personally experienced it. You can, but you have to do it from that from a, a place of knowledge and honesty. Yep. Yep. I agree. I think that's exactly right. And I, I wonder if you and I shouldn't find someone who we could talk to about diversity, because I find that to be particularly challenging. And I guess I suppose I'm looking for someone like this author to give me permission uh, when I don't need permission. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, I find it a very tricky topic. I have a thought as to who we could invite. Mm -hmm. I have an acquaintance who is a sensitivity reader. Oh, see, now that's an interesting, yeah. Because yeah, she would, would definitely have a, a very strong opinion on this. Well, I hired a sensitivity reader for Dash and the Moon Glow Mystic. Right. And her response was very surprising to me. Very surprising. Um, I learned some. Mostly I thought that she was, uh, she'd misinterpreted a lot. Like I had, I had a character who was black, who was a secondary character. Who she she read the entire book assuming that that was the hero and so i had a problem with her, her what she told me because she had fundamentally misunderstood the 
the the role that character had to play. So huh. here I am, I'm, you know, a, a devoted liberal trying very hard to be aware of the privileges that I've always had, right? They're invisible. When you've always had them, they're invisible. But I'm trying to be as aware as possible of the privileges that I have. And then, so she was she was speaking to a very receptive audience. And yet, she was, <laughs> in some capacity, she was wrong. Mm-hmm. So it was hard. that was hard on me. I would love to talk to a sensitivity reader about, about what they do, how they do it, whether they think they're doing any good. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. I will invite her because she's a very nice person. And, and I think she definitely has a message she wants to get out. And I would love to be excellent the platform for her. Yep. Yep. That'd be outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, what other thoughts do you have on the subject of theme? Oh, we haven't, we haven't, uh, we haven't done any examples. Do you have... Obviously, we've talked about revenge. The best revenge book is The Count of Monte Cristo. Can you do the best fish out of water book? Obviously, not yours, not mine. We're looking at we're looking at big. Yeah, big stories. Oh goodness. Well, you know it's funny. God, I was watching. Oh God, I'm going to answer your question with such a bad example. I was last night. I was watching. Um, my movie from like the 2000s. It's so terrible. It's called The Prince of Persia. It was based on a video game. So, you know, it's <laughs> very good. And I was watching it going, oh my God, this is like a classic hero's journey. Every prop this poor guy has, first his father dies, then his brother dies, then his other brother dies, then his girlfriend dies. I mean, they all die. They all, everybody. It's like, it was such a classic. I'm sorry. I interrupted the question of What's a good fish out of water? What's a good coming of age? What's a good personal identity story? Did you see Love, Simon? Did you see that movie? No, I didn't. Oh, it was so lovely about a, a, a young boy who, who becomes comfortable enough in his environment to say that he's gay and that he's in love with this guy. And it's just, it's lovely. It's just a lovely story. And I think that's sort of coming of age and personal identity mm-hmm. um, in one in one little nugget but i want i'm trying to think of fish out of water like the prince and the pauper would be a great fish yeah. out of water absolutely story. absolutely i'm, I'm you- wondering whether the hobbit is a good fish out of water story oh i think that is a good fish out of water story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. bilbo's used to seven meals a day and now he's out <laughs> of pocket handkerchiefs and the world is right and yeah that's an excellent and he's among all of these strange creatures among all these strange creatures, he's definitely a fish out of water. Yes, very good. You can put on the spot and it's very good. <laughs> Looking beyond the surface, respect, love, and trust, open-mindedness. Okay, yeah. Fish out of water, revenge, coming of age, climate change, personal identity. I wrote down some of your themes as you were speaking them, so I'm just I'm just looking at them. Oh, good. Of course, good versus evil. Of course, good versus evil. Free will versus fate. That's harder. Yeah. Well, That's I a fun one. I love I love the entire Marvel comic universe. I, well, the movies anyway. I don't I haven't read the comics, so I'm not a true believer. Uh, <laughs> but that good versus evil, every superhero movie, that's just good versus evil. Yeah, absolutely. That's very fun. It's the Bible, good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Lots of themes. Love conquers all, good versus evil. All right. <laughs> um Next week, Meredith, uh, we're going to get a little treat 
uh, one of the uh, Washington Romance writer members is an author named Christy Barth, mm-hmm. who you know. I think you know her better than I do. She did a mini session for WRW on the subject of exercise away your writer's block demons. And when I saw the topic, I like rolled my eyes like, no, no, I don't need any more exercise. Thank you. It's hard enough to do what I do already. The discussion she gave us was absolutely physiologically fascinating. She had some really interesting thoughts to share, and it was not based on sweat. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to encourage our listener to tune in again next week because I think what she has to say may surprise you. It's, I think it's very interesting. I can't wait to hear it because I missed that talk. And I really, I wanted to, because I am ready to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. You sweat, not me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Okay, so that's what we got for next week. And you're going to look into us having a sensitivity reader join us, which would be so fascinating. Yep. Okay, then that's as much as I can take in on the subject of theme. My sponge, my mental sponge is full. Everything else is going to run off the outside. Great. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you, Prue. Remain safe. Have a nice Viennese pastry. (laughs) Thank you. I'll think of you when I do. Oh, good. And then sweat. Bye. That's it for the Writer's Block Party this week. We don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com. One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week.